0: Hello, and welcome to Queen V, the life of Queen Victoria.
1: My name is Donnie Hazel, and I am your host. If you wish to support this podcast, there will be a link provided for you in the show details, and it will be very much appreciated as it goes to help support the cost of maintaining the podcast and our website. With that said, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Queen V, the
0: life of Queen Victoria.
2: Well, Lord Darby's shaky ministry of precisely 305 days crumbled, and the Earl of Aberdeen has taken over. No one quite knew whether the Tories were Whigs or vice versa, with Palmerston and others crossing the floor of the house. However, the Whigs are now called liberals, so that clarifies everything, doesn't it? The Queen has other matters on her mind.
1: On April the 7th, 1853, our fourth son and eighth child was born with the assistance of blessed chloroform. The effect is soothing, quieting, and delightful beyond measure. He is to be named after Uncle Leopold, At first, we thought the baby a jolly little fat fellow, but we have just learned that he suffers from the incurable disease haemophilia. He is therefore extremely fragile and not likely to survive many years. This has added to my disquiet. I find that too many pregnancies too soon has made life wretched for years. I cannot but resent the fact that it is women who have to bear the burden of childbearing. It would appear that the child is hungry.
0: It is more than that. Why do you insist on the Scottish wet nurse? Because she is a good, healthy woman. But it is clear that her milk disagrees with the baby. Milk is milk. He will
1: soon adjust to her. This constant carping is making me ill, dearest
0: Albert. That is not my intention, my beloved. I am merely expressing my concern for the child. If you had to suffer as I do, you would
1: not be so accusing. I am not... I find this room oppressive. Leopold is in good hands. I need fresher air. I need to be in Balmoral. Somewhere as far away as possible from so many demanding children.
0: Who you see once in three months, perhaps...
1: The problems in our domestic life have been overtaken by the threat of war in Turkey. If the overland route to India is impeded, and our supremacy of the seas compromised, the empire will be threatened, and war will be inevitable. Please do sit, my dear Lord Aberdeen. There is much to discuss.
0: Thank you, Your Majesty.
1: We feel that we are in safe hands after the defeat of Lord Derby's government.
0: You should be congratulated on your most strong cabinet. I am pleased that you approve, Your Royal Highness.
1: Our main concern must be the Russian-Turkish conflict and how far we involve ourselves. I know that Your Majesty advocates caution. I have read Lord Stratford's last private letters. They exhibit clearly on his part a desire for war. It seems that his own feelings will frustrate all our efforts for peace.
0: Indeed, ma'am. As much as we would wish to keep out of the war... It seems inevitable that we will become a part of it.
2: Last Monday night, all in a fright, Al, out of bed, did tumble. The German lad was raving mad. How he did groan and grumble. He cried to Vic, I've cut my stick. To St. Petersburg, go right slap. When Vic, tis said, jumped out of bed and whopped him with her nightcap. You jolly Turk, now go to work and show the bear your power. It is rumoured over Britain's isle that A is in the tower.
1: The thirteenth of January, 1854. For the last three weeks, there have been vile attacks in the newspapers against my dear husband, who is accused of intriguing in the interests of Russia. They're quite mad. And although such nonsense gains no credit among sensible people who respect and love Albert... Yet they have provided an occasion for many dreadful remarks. The 21st of February, 1854. Dear Uncle Leopold, War is, I fear, inevitable. You will have seen that the Emperor Nicholas has not given a favourable answer to our brother Napoleon. And the last proposals or attempts made by Buol, the Austrian premier, it is hoped will not be accepted by Russia, for France and England could not accept them. But if Austria and Prussia go with us, as we hope they will, the war will only be a local one. Our beautiful guards sail tomorrow. Albert inspected them yesterday.
0: I think you should come in now, my dearest.
1: All those crowds, and it is not yet seven o'clock.
0: Everyone is as anxious as you to wish the fusiliers bon voyage.
1: The last battalion. Pray God they come back safe. To think that this war has been brought about by one man and his servants. That we should have to sacrifice a single soldier for the satisfaction of... It
0: is all too late. The Tsar is determined. He will fight to the bitter end. You must be strong as you always are, my beloved wife. The country is there, with you.
1: The 13th of October, 1854 Dear Uncle Leopold We are, indeed the whole country is Entirely engrossed with one idea One anxious thought The Crimea We have received all the most interesting and gratifying details Of the splendid and decisive victory of the Alma On the 20th of September Alas, it was a bloody one Our loss was a heavy one Many have fallen, and many are wounded. But my noble troops behaved with a courage and desperation which was beautiful to behold. The Russians expected their position would hold out three weeks. Their loss was immense. Since that, the army has performed a wonderful march to Balaclava, and the bombardment of Sebastopol has begun. As I wrote to Princess Augusta, I regret exceedingly not to be a man and to be able to fight in this war.
0: (laughs) Your duty as queen, my little wife, is to be the rock against which the country leans.
1: My heart bleeds for the many fallen. But I consider that there is no finer death for a man than on the battlefield.
0: I could not bear to see one of our sons. It
1: is terrible to think of all the wretched wives and mothers who are awaiting the fate of those nearest and dearest... Albert, my beloved, just think of all those families.
0: If there is any consolation, it is the victory at Inkerman.
1: And the pride we should feel to have such troops. The Queen returns the drawings for the Victoria Cross. She has marked the one she approves with an X. She thinks, however, that it might be a trifle smaller the motto would be better for valour than for the brave, as this would lead to the inference that only those who are deemed brave have got the Victoria Cross.
0: Blessed are the merciful. That is wonderfully appropriate for such a selflessness. The cross of St. George, and look, the word Crimea. I think Miss Nightingale will cherish such a brooch.
1: Let me read what I have said about it. the form and emblems of which commemorate your great and blessed work, and which I hope you will wear as a mark of the high approbation of your sovereign. It will be a very great satisfaction to me, when you return at last to these shores, to make the acquaintance of one who has set so bright an example to our sex. Oh, this is so wonderful. To escape from the weight of the last years. It is as if I have taken a deep breath and find myself in the most perfect paradise.
0: My beloved, it is so wonderfully good to have you restored to such peace of mind.
1: Balmoral has that effect. Oh, Albert, you have been so patient, so understanding of my irrational behavior, my worries over the Crimea... This ninth pregnancy, which has ever burdened me.
0: Our love is enduring. It withstands every challenge, my dear little wife.
1: The old house is quite gone. How strange.
0: And the new tower rises as a proud symbol of our love.
1: It is very fine. It is so exciting that this house, like Osborne, is your creation. You have built it for us, our dear family,
0: and our friends. What I like best is that we can be ourselves with our friends.
1: Or alone. When you hunt, I am content to wander, to gaze at these magnificent mountains. And...
0: Oh, and what, my love?
1: And remember a time when I was never alone. Night or day. You have given me the most precious gift. Freedom. At two o'clock in the morning, on the 14th of April, 1857, I gave birth. I had wished for a girl, and Beatrice is an unusually pretty baby, the flower of the flock. I have felt stronger and better this time than I have ever done before. It seems so strange that I should have another child, just a few months before my beloved Vicky is joined in marriage to Prince Frederick William Fritz of Prussia. Dearest Albert, I'm so glad you are now at my side. Before the service, I thought I should faint from nervousness.
0: (laughs) Our daughter looks supremely happy. When she walked down the staircase to meet me, I could not believe how beautiful she has become. How will we bear to be parted from her? She will always be with us. Vicky loves us too much to abandon us. This is difficult to keep my composure. Oh, but you will. You will. I cannot recall any time when you were anything less than Regal.
1: It is so good to be here in Balmoral. Albert has continued to hunt and has killed a fair number of stags. I have enjoyed walking and sketching, two of my favourite pastimes. We took off on a short tour with Lord and Lady Churchill. There were two coaches. John Brown was on the box as usual... He is Albert's most trusted Gilly. Albert and I decided to call ourselves Lord and Lady Churchill and party. It was great fun. Brown forgot this and called me Your Majesty as I was getting into the carriage. And Grant on the box once called Albert Your Royal Highness. which set us off laughing, but no one observed it. You look pensive.
0: I was savoring our travels incognito.
1: Uncle Leopold was much amused by my account. It was the most beautiful week.
0: We will return as soon as we can. It does you so much
1: good. John Brown takes the most wonderful care of me. It is quite a sorrow for me to leave him behind. But I am increasingly concerned about dear Albert's health. He is rheumatic, of course, but is so often struck down by stomach pains. The dearest man works unceasingly at my side, but he is exhausted and depressed. And I have to say that I am greatly worried by this. And now that we are home, there is the worst possible news Mama, who had given us grave cause for concern, has died. I am beside myself with grief. Thank you for listening to this episode of Queen Bee, The Life of Queen Victoria. Remember, if you would like to support this podcast, you can look in the show description notes to find a link. Thank you and
0: have a great day.